Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, if you're going on a foreign holiday, there's always a question of what to do with the pets and getting them looked after can carry a considerable extra cost. But if you're headed to the continent, Stenaline now has pet-friendly cabins on its Ross Lair to Sherbrooke route. So how does that work? The Irish independent journalist Tabitha Monaghan took a trip with her dogs. Afternoon, Tabitha. Afternoon, Sean. How are you? Uh, what kind of dogs do you have? Oh, they're mutts. So they're a mix of Yorkie Shih Tzu. So they're two little things. Right. And so on previous occasions, have you brought them uh, abroad with you? Never abroad. We've brought them down the country. We go over to Mayo quite a bit, over to Black Sod, so really far west. So they've done decent car journeys before, but this was our first venture bringing them outside of Ireland. Yeah, okay. So and uh, it's, uh, this is obviously a new thing uh, that Stenner are offering, uh, pet-friendly uh, uh, cabins. Did you have an idea what it was going to look like before you got there? No, not not at all, because I think they only launched for the summer season in June. So they had the promotional photograph that went with their website and the, the PR stuff that they had done with the pet friendly cabins. So I didn't really know what it was going to look like in advance. I'd been on ferries before, so I thought it would be fairly similar to that. Um, but, I, you know, I'd done the Google to see if I could see any of the cabins in advance. But no, I had no idea. Yeah. So so when you arrive then in your car, uh, how does that work? Do you drive on first with the pets? So wh- wh- when do you get your door key and that kind of thing? Yeah, so it's it's exactly the same. If anybody has done, has travelled by ferry over to France, for example, before you drive up to the port at Rosslayer and you check in essentially while you're still in your car and that's where they check the passports and they essentially give you your boarding card. So you get a tag that you hang up on your rear wind, um, your rear wind mirror and then what you do is that'll say if you are a pet friendly cabin or not and then you just as normal you drive straight onto the ferry and they will direct you and you park and then straight away you're able to unpack as long as the dog is on the lead and then you can walk straight up to your cabin you have your ticket you have your key card and it tells you where you're going okay and the the, the cabin itself is for is for you know family both human and animal everybody Absolutely. sleeps the night there oh yeah completely yes yeah. so that's that that's the great part of the of having the pet friendly cabin and something that I was thrilled about is that you can bring them with you and you can keep them with you all the time. So they stay with you in the cabin. So the one that I was in was a four berth. It's like bunk beds, essentially. Um, and then the dog stays in there with you. They're very similar, almost exactly the same to the normal cabin, except they don't have any carpets is the main thing that you'll notice. It's that, And obviously for hygiene reasons, that makes total sense. Yeah. So yeah, you all stay in the same cabin. Yeah. And, and so... How did they then react to that? Because I suppose it's a strange environment for the dogs, but also the motion of the boat, the sound of the engines, all those factors. Definitely. And, a, and a, a concern I absolutely had before doing it as well, my dogs would be, one of them anyway, would be fairly sensitive to noises like fireworks and that. So again, keeping them with me was great. When you get on the ferry, you know, you're probably a little bit stressed as well, kind of going, OK, we need to get all the bags. We need to make sure we have everything for the night, because once you go up on deck and the, the ferry leaves the port, you're not allowed back down at your car. So you have to make sure that you have everything with you in advance. So the dogs were fine. Once they got out, they had their sniffs and everything. And then you kind of walk up and the same kind of like hyper energy, I would suppose. And then once you get into the cabin, they're they're just sniffing for ages. But the main thing that I noticed was really when the ferry started 
started started up the engines and it's quite loud and because the pet cabins are on the on deck seven so that's one of the lower decks that you would have your cabins i think it goes up to deck nine or ten you're quite low down so you're really hearing the the engine roaring and the rumble and the noise so the dog in particular that i mentioned scout who doesn't like fireworks she did not like that that sound at all was quite stressed so you know shaking and quivering so once once that stopped that doesn't last for the whole journey it, it kind of becomes a continuous low hum throughout the rest of the the journey on the ferry but that initial i would say first hour maybe 40 minutes was when they were probably the most stressed yeah the, the, and the floor you said there's no carpet on the floor what is on the floor it's like it's like a lino i think it's it's a hard a hard floor so that you know and even when you're walking from the car to the cabin there's these lovely i would say for a ferry, fairly plush areas where there's the carpet and everything. And you immediately walk, you're going down the little corridors where all the other cabins are, and all of a sudden there's just no carpet. So you, you know in advance, okay, I've, I've definitely entered the pet area. And there's that smell of um, disinfectant, it's like Milton. Uh, so you know, okay, they've really, they've gotten rid of all the, the bacteria, hopefully anyway, because you could smell it. So yeah, the main, the main difference is definitely the carpets, that there's none in the corridors where the cabins are but there's also none in the cabin as well uh, in in the cabin itself was there anywhere for them to pee just in case they get you know got short taken no and that was that was something that i noticed because on the stenoline website i was reading up just in general to know in advance what we could expect and i thought they did say that there would be pet pads there um, and they weren't there. And I, I double checked with my family as well before I wrote the piece for the Irish Independent and said, you know, did you guys see any of those pads? And did we none of our cabins saw them. And um, so nothing there. And also there wasn't any cleaning, any cleaning um, utensils or anything, mm. any way to clean it in advance. So no, there wasn't. Um, but what they have instead is they've isolated a deck at the end of the corridor for your pets and that's essentially where they're meant to go to the toilet. Okay, and and what's that like? Well, it depends on what time of the what at what point of the journey you, it is like or what when you're asking me that question. At the beginning it's fine. You know, you go out, it's a small deck. That's the first thing that I would notice. You might you might know the the deck that's up at the top, it's quite large. You can kind of go all the way around whereas this deck is just at the back of the ferry. So it's it's small enough, but there's also maybe three or four staircases that are going up to the to the above decks. The main thing then as well is that floor is painted it's like painted concrete it's blue so that it's not a normal place for where a dog would go to the toilet mm. and that's what i really noticed as well as the dogs were looking around and they were i i, I put voices to the dogs sometimes i'm that millennial but <laughs> you know that they're looking at me like you're having a laugh like this is not this is not where we're going to go um so that that again wasn't it it was obvious that the outdoor area wasn't catered for dogs you know and like i've been in the states before and maybe this is an extreme example but in the terminals if they're allowing dogs on flights they do have pet areas which is like artificial grass and the stereotypical red um fire hydrant so you know that that's where they want the dogs to go and they've tried their best to simulate a park or something mm. whereas on the on the ferry that was definitely not the case there wasn't a the ferry journey is about 17 hours as well so there isn't a huge amount of space to actually walk the dog just to get them out and stretch the legs so that at the beginning the first day you get in I think you kind of get on the ferry maybe about eight o'clock in the evening seven eight o'clock in the evening 
by the next day, though, by that kind of morning, afternoon, the smell is <laughs> fairly shocking. <laughs> Even though it's outdoors. Well, this is it. It was quite a bizarre situation because it's a, it's an open air space. And as well, because the ferry is in motion, the wind, the wind is whipping around the place. So, I mean, the, <laughs> the smell, obviously, other dogs were using the, the facilities, for want of a better word there. But the, the smell was quite bad. So it got to the point where you were only really going out there if you felt you absolutely had to. Yeah. Now, a little bit of a warning, I suppose, for people who mightn't be aware of this. If you're bringing your dog to France, uh, what's the situation uh, as regard, is it ringworm? Right. So so what it is, is when you're going or tapeworm, to bring I your dogs. For, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's tapeworm. So when you're going abroad, when you're going into France, you need to have your pet passport. It's an EU pet passport. Price-wise, you're looking at between 65 and 100 euro, depending on, on the vet. So you have to talk to your vet about that. But you're getting a rabies vaccine. So that's the main thing that you're getting along with the physical pet passport. So you go over there and that's that'll be checked in advance. But coming back to France, and this is something that I didn't realise until I would say relatively last minute, was that actually to get back into Ireland again, you need to get a tapeworm treatment while you're in France. So that means you're going and contacting a local vet and trying to figure out, you know, what's how to get there. So talk about a, a language barrier in advance, trying to explain what tapeworm is in mm-hmm. French. So I was very lucky here at The Independent that I have a colleague who speaks fluent French. She's from France. So I was able to get her to help me draft an email and send it over. But that's a, just something that if you haven't done it before, definitely be aware of it and try and Google in advance where your closest vet is. You have to get the tapeworm treatment. I think it's between one and five days before before you arrive back in Ireland because there isn't any tapeworm here. So that's what they're trying to prevent. Okay. Any sign of seasickness from the dogs? No, actually not at all. But we were really lucky that we got quite a calm uh, weather while we were travelling. So I think we were quite lucky. Um, Nothing from from humans or from dogs. So no, we were lucky that time. Okay. Uh, Tabitha Monaghan is a journalist with the Irish Independent. Tabitha, thank you very much. Cool. Thank you. And uh, someone else who obviously was on uh, this before says it's a great idea and makes pet owners much more relaxed versus locking dogs in the kennel for 18 hours. However, there's one downside. The walkout area for pets is not really pet friendly, uh, exactly as Tabitha was saying. It's very slippery and my dog's German Shepherd and mid-size mix were very nervous as they could see the sea from the height. Uh, None of them did their business during the trip. They definitely need to work on that. Ooh, so they were kind of holding it in for a long time. Uh, Emily says, I went to the Isle of Man last month and there were plenty of people uh, with their dogs. I assume this is on the ferry to the Isle of Man. All well behaved. We left ours at home. Uh, Though, uh, John says, I brought my pair of Shih Tzus on a ferry... Uh, there would have had to be four table legs and a couple of dining chairs, if not. Uh, they, <laughs> they whistle, uh, says John. Couple of people not too thrilled about this. Um, uh, uh, Andrew says, uh, is there nothing sacred from pets anymore? I don't want to use a cabin, hotel room or restaurant that allows dogs, etc. It's disgusting and unfair on people who don't anthropomorphize uh, their pets to a childish degree. I'm sick of how society is expected to put up with this. Uh, says Andrew. Well, the I suppose the, the, it's not as if the, it's the same cabins, if you know what I mean. You're not going to get a cabin on Stenoline that's kind of smells of dog or anything of that nature. They seem to have divided it out. Uh, but obviously, you're not a fan of this kind of thing. Uh, there's a dog in my office, a dog on boats, dogs everywhere. What about people who hate or are afraid of dogs? Uh, well... If you're afraid of dogs, that's, you know, that's a, a phobia that could be worked on. If you just hate dogs, 
Why do you hate dogs? What did dogs ever do to you? Why is your heart so full of hatred? Uh, now, I have a dog. I think my dog's an idiot. Uh, an absolute stone-cold idiot. Uh, you know, when we got the dog, I was getting a lot of, oh, no, she'll be your best friend. She's not. But I don't hate her. She can't help being an idiot. That's the thing. I've used that ferry in the pet-friendly cabins. They're brilliant, uh, says another texter. And the staff are just the best. There is a deck right beside them to bring your dog out to as often as you wish. Bringing uh, whatever you need to clean up after your dog is really your own responsibility, just like with bringing your children. There were no terrible smells. The wind blows them away, but it's a pet deck. What do you expect? Uh, well, Tabitha did say it kind of smelled quite a lot. Somebody else texted in to say they... Uh, thought it possibly wasn't uh, that well designed. Richard the Thatcher says, if you tucked your pets up nice and comfy in the cabin of a spacecraft that could travel at almost the speed of light, that did an elliptical journey out into space and back to Earth again, for them, only a couple of minutes would pass. While here on Earth, a couple of weeks would have gone by, so you could go off on holidays and collect them on your return. You'd have had the, the couple of weeks away while they just had a bit of a nap. Could be a thing in the future, but don't thank me, thank Einstein. Uh, so thanks for that, uh, Richard. But personally, I want to go on the elliptical thing around the Earth uh, where, you know, you're two weeks away or you're only minutes away and two weeks have gone past. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. With Anna Glaze on News Talk.